Essere pieno come un uovo, to be full as an egg. Yeah. Many Italians find themselves in this situation, but more so many foreigners visiting the country because us Italians were trained by our nonne and by our mamme to really, really stretch that stomach, especially on during Sunday meals. So we may have a little bit of advantage on you. Postcards from Italy, episode 15, the dinner episode. In today's episode, Julie and Danny have a lovely dinner in Trastevere and untangle more Italian food rules. We also learn that it's not necessarily a bad thing to be as full as an egg. Ciao, benvenuti a Postcards from Italy. Mi chiamo Elisa. I'm an Italian teacher from a small town in Emilia-Romagna, not too far from Bologna. And I'm delighted to host this podcast with my real-life student and friend, Erin. Come va? Postcards from Italy is designed specifically with beginner and intermediate students in mind to increase their comfort level with conversational Italian, especially while traveling and trying to connect with native Italian speakers. Every episode starts with a dialogue that blends Italian and English as our characters travel through Italy. Then we move into a preview of the roundtable, in which Erin and I have a lively chat in Italian and English about Italian idioms, grammar, vocabulary, and culture. And to get the most out of it, visit postcardsfromitalypodcast.com for our bonus materials, like full transcripts of each dialogue and our roundtable lesson notes. Remember, don't worry if you cannot understand much during your first listen. Just relax, sit back, and enjoy la dolce lingua. Okay, cominciamo! Ascoltate bene. Ce l'abbiamo fatta. We're so lucky. I can't believe we got this table outside with a view of the Basilica of Santa Maria in Trastevere. I have to thank our driver for recommending this place. It's so charming, I can't even take it. Ah, che sogno. Sorry to kill the moment for you, Mom, but I'm so hungry. Can we look at the menu? There's a saying in Italian, avere una fame di lupo, to be hungry as a wolf. Or maybe that was Duran Duran. Anyway, it really should be, avere una fame da adolescente, to be hungry as a teenager. Mmm, can you smell that? What are they eating at that table? It smells amazing. Mmm, that looks like spaghetti alla carbonara. Or tonnarella carbonara. That's what I'm getting. Or, wait, what's on that plate? Is that Alfredo sauce? Ooh, that's cacio e pepe. It's a local favorite in Trastevere. Cheese and pepper. It's kind of like, um, what Alfredo sauce would like to be. Mom, you're so weird. Buonasera, signore. Benvenuti da Tonarello. Siete pronti ad ordinare? Buonasera. Sì, grazie. Vediamo. Un tonarello carbonara per mia figlia e un tonarello cacio e pepe per me. Sì, signora altro. Hmm, sì. Un insalatono trasevere con un po' di focaccia calda all'olio e al rosmarino. Perfetto. E da bere, signora? Un bel bicchiere di vino. Vediamo. Cosa mi consiglia? Con il tornarello caccia e pepe le consiglio un bel sangiovese voltaia, leggero ma dal sapore forte. Benissimo. Allora, un bicchiere di sangiovese e una bottiglia di acqua minerale naturale. Frede, grazie. Benissimo. Signora, vi porto subito da bere. Excuse me? Signora? Sì, signora. May I order a glass of milk for my son? Er, I mean, latte, per favore. Milk, ma? Subito. 
Ma guarda questi, ordinano l'abbacchio più buono del mondo e poi lo mangiano con il latte. Che schifo! What just happened? Oh, that lady ordered milk. But Italians kind of frown on drinking milk after breakfast. But my friends and I drink cappuccinos in the afternoon. What's the big deal? I don't make the rules, kiddo. But I also don't order dairy in the afternoon or evening. But I see panna cotta and tiramisu on the menu. Well, yeah. Lo sanno tutti che il dolce non conta. Dessert doesn't count. Ecco voi, signore. Oh, our drinks have arrived. Chin chin. Wait, they forgot our salad. Oh, that comes later. Makes sense. I mean, they eat cake for breakfast, right? Ed ecco la pasta, signore. Cacio e pepe per lei e carbonara per la signorina. Buon appetito. Oh, I'm so full. But that was the best tiramisu I've ever had in my life. Aren't you glad we can still eat dairy in the form of dessert? Desiderate altro, signore? Caffè? Digestivo? Sono piena come un uovo. Facciamo un caffè e un limoncello per me e un orso per mia figlia e poi il conto, per favore. Sì, me li porto subito. Did you say uovo, mom? I hope you're not ordering eggs after dessert. Che schifo! Ciao, sono io, Elisa. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Postcards from Italy. Now, let's head over to my kitchen table to learn more about the idioms, grammar, and cultural lessons from today's show with my real-life student and friend, Erin. Cari amici di Postcards from Italy, benvenuti alla discussione dell'episodio numero 15, che si intitola Cena a Trastevere. Questo è l'episodio in cui Giuri e Dani cenano a Trastevere, alla locanda Tonnarello. Madre e figlia si gustano una tipica cena romana mentre discutono di alcune strane regole alimentari italiane. Welcome everybody to episode 15. We've made it here to dinner in Trastevere. And this is the one in which Julie and Danny have dinner at the Locanda Tonerallo. Mother and daughter enjoy a typical Roman dinner while they talk about some admittedly weird Italian food rules. Maybe not so weird to you, Elisa. No, they make perfect sense on Italian. <laughs> Vediamo cosa copriamo oggi con la nostra discussione. Cominciamo con un modo di dire molto importante, soprattutto dopo un pasto in Italia. Essere pieno come un uovo. Per l'angolo culturale parliamo di tre ricette romane, gli spaghetti alla carbonara, il cacio e pepe e l'abbacchio alla romana, più un tipo diverso di caffè, il caffè d'orzo. Infine, per l'angolo della grammatica e del vocabolario, parliamo del verbo pronominale farcela e poi impariamo come fare un brindisi in italiano, con le espressioni cin cin, salute e alla nostra. In today's conversation, we'll learn about the idiom essere pieno come un uovo, which means to be full as an egg, and Elisa will explain to us why that's not necessarily a bad thing. Next, in our cultural notes, we'll learn why we were as full as an egg with three delicious Roman specialties, spaghetti alla carbonara, cacio e pepe, and abacchio alla romana. We'll also learn a bonus about a different type of coffee, caffè d'orzo. In our grammar and vocabulary section, we'll learn about the pronominal verb farcela. And then finally, and we'll be speaking about the word chin chin and other ways that we can toast each other at the end of a meal, beginning of a meal, uh, after this episode, which is our 15th. 
So. Esatto, bravissima Erin, and you'll definitely need to toast yourself after conjugating the verb farcela. Oh, ok. <laughs> Benissimo, cominciamo con il nostro modo di dire per questo episodio, essere pieno come un uovo. Alla fine della loro cena da tonnarello, Julie dice una frase molto interessante. Ascoltiamo. Desiderate altro, signore? Caffè? Digestivo? Sono piena come un uovo. Questa è una situazione in cui si trovano molti italiani e stranieri dopo un pasto squisito nel bel paese. Da qui deriva la necessità di un modo di dire che illustri perfettamente quanto sia pieni, proprio come un uovo. L'idea è quindi che non potete mettere nemmeno un altro boccone di cibo nello stomaco. So our idiom today is essere pieno come un uovo, to be full as an egg. And as we heard, Julie says this at the end of their meal at Tonorello. This is a situation that many Italians and foreigners find themselves in after a delicious meal in il bel paese, the beautiful country. Hence the need for an idiom that perfectly illustrates how full you are, just like an egg, meaning you couldn't possibly add another bite of food into your stomach. Bravissima, Erin. And I will say many Italians find themselves in this situation, but more so many foreigners visiting the country because us Italians were trained by our nonne and by our mamme to really, really stretch that stomach, especially on during Sunday meals. So we may have a little bit of advantage on you, but this doesn't mean that we never find ourselves in this situation. Well, I so, wonder if like, if we're traveling to Italy, if maybe we need to sort of train and start to like increase the stomach capacity so that we can- I honestly would. I trained, I trained my husband before he visited Italy for the first time. Because he didn't know what was coming. <laughs> he suffered many stomach aches when he first visited because he did not do his homework and he was unprepared. Se volete fare bella figura con i vostri amici italiani a tavola, dite questa cosa. Basta, grazie. Sono pieno come un uovo. I don't think I'll ever say this in Italy, but that's enough. Thank you. I'm as full as an egg. Bravissima, Erin. E poi ricordate, se siete donne, mi raccomando, usate la forma al femminile piena dell'aggettivo, come ha fatto Julie in questo episodio. Julie ha detto sono piena come un uovo. Right, so reminding all listeners that if you are a woman, you can use the feminine piena like Julie did in this episode. So just changing the form of the adjective to match the subject. Bravissima. Esatto. Vediamo eh, il secondo esempio proprio con l'aggettivo piena. Esempio numero due dei nostri materiali. Ieri sera sono stata a cena da Francesca e quando sono tornata a casa ero piena come un uovo. Mamma mia quanto ho mangiato. Last night I was at Francesca's for dinner and when I got home I was full as an egg. My goodness, I ate so much. My question is how do I get an invitation to Francesca's house? (laughs) <laughs> Molto semplice. Prova a parlare un po' di italiano con Francesca. And e Francesca say... ti inviterà a pranzo, a cena, a colazione, quello che volete, sì. Molto semplice. Infine, 
questa frase non vi dà nessuna garanzia che l'italiano o l'italiana che vi ospita smetta di insistere di farvi mangiare un'altra porzione delle loro lasagne fatte in casa, di sicuro non fermerebbe mia mamma, ma la cosa certa è che i vostri amici italiani apprezzeranno la padronanza della lingua che avete il che a sua volta potrebbe farvi ricevere una porzione extra di tiramisù. This is really cute. This sentence is not guaranteed to stop your Italian host from insisting that you have yet another piece of their homemade lasagna. And Elisa says it would not stop her mom for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but they'll certainly appreciate your proficiency in the language, which in turn may earn you an extra serving of tiramisù. Esattamente. So, <laughs> so by saying that you're too full to eat another bite, you may get more beautiful bites that you have to eat. Yes, because food is love. So maybe you're not full of food, you're full of love. That's <laughs> Well, to an Italian mom, it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> e per l'angolo culturale di oggi parliamo di tre ricette tipiche della zona di Roma e di un particolare tipo di caffè amato dagli italiani. I love that we are finally getting into the recipes of Rome. So in this episode, we learn about three different recipes, but you're also adding in a bonus. Sì, esattamente. Cominciamo con gli spaghetti alla carbonara. Questo piatto a base di pasta di fama internazionale è il simbolo di Roma. Le sue origini non sono molto chiare, ma le due storie prevalenti su questo piatto così amato sono che potrebbe essere o una specialità umbra portata a Roma dai carbonai, detti carbonari, e che veniva preparata per altri carbonai, o che era un piatto che veniva preparato per i soldati americani dopo la liberazione di Roma nel 1944. Non è forse una coincidenza il fatto che le uova e la pancetta erano alcuni degli alimenti forniti dalle truppe americane a quel tempo e che la prima ricetta per la carbonara esistente viene dal periodo della Seconda Guerra Mondiale. So this first one is spaghetti alla carbonara, one of my very favorites. This is a world-famous pasta dish that is the symbol of Rome. Its origins are not quite clear, but the two main stories about this beloved dish are that it could either be an Umbrian specialty brought to Rome by coal men or carbonari, and made for other charcoal workers, or it was a dish prepared for American soldiers after the liberation of Rome in 1944. Coincidentally, eggs and bacon were some of the foods supplied by the American troops at the time. And so the first recipe for carbonara that we have is from the World War II period. Esatto, bravissima Erin. Adesso vediamo quali sono gli ingredienti per preparare gli spaghetti alla carbonara. Gli ingredienti per questa ricetta deliziosa sono molto semplici. Sono pecorino romano DOP, le uova, il guanciale, che è una guancia del maiale stagionata, il pepe fresco e gli spaghetti. Notate che la panna non viene usata per fare questo piatto. The ingredients for this delicious recipe are very simple. Pecorino romano DOP, eggs, guanciale, which is cured pork cheek. I think we discussed that within the episode as well. 
freshly cracked black pepper, and spaghetti. Note that cream is not used to make this dish, even though it's a very, very creamy, yummy dish. I think people here, in, especially in the U.S., oftentimes will add the cream to the recipe. In Italy, we don't do that. It's a big no-no. Mm, okay. It says Pecorino Romano, D-O-P. Tell me, what is D-O-P? What does that stand for? D-O-P è un acronimo che significa denominazione di origine protetta. È una sigla che viene usata per... Ciao, it's Elise again. The rest of my conversation with Erin is available on our website. Visit postcardsfromitalypodcast.com for our exclusive bonus materials. You'll get access to everything from season one, including full transcripts for the episode, as well as translations, vocabulary lessons, and cultural tips from today's roundtable. Our premium subscribers get one additional bonus not found anywhere else. Intermediate listeners will love the special intermezzo for each episode, a two-minute audio segment and three-question quiz exclusively in Italian to take your learning to the next level. This is only for our bonus material subscribers, so sign up today. Postcards from Italy is a labor of love, connecting different cultures as we explore the dynamic nature of modern Italy through its language. Remember to follow us on Instagram and sign up for our emails to stay updated on webinars and classes. Thank you for listening. Non vedo l'ora di incontrarci di nuovo.